0: Today, Brie Michelle is joining us, she is a remarkable mindset coach who is deeply committed to helping women release guilt, shame, and fear, allowing them to step into their true potential and create lives they truly love. Her passion and dedication have transformed lives, empowering women to embrace self-love, break free from limiting beliefs, and unlock their inner greatness. So throughout this episode, we'll explore the profound insights and practical strategies that Brie has developed over the years of empowering women. So from dismantling the weight of guilt and shame to conquering fear and self-doubt, Brie's expertise will guide you towards a path of liberation and self-empowerment. And with her guidance, women has experienced incredible transformation shedding the layers of societal expectations and embracing their authentic selves. She provides them with the tools and support they need to navigate life's challenges, to rewrite their narratives and become the best versions of themselves. So whether you're yearning to break free from the chains of guilt and shame, or seeking to overcome the paralyzing grip of fear, Brie Michelle has the wisdom and compassion to guide you towards a life filled with purpose, joy and love. So, get ready to be inspired as we embark on a conversation that will empower you to awaken your inner queen and create a life you truly deserve. Welcome to the Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. I'm your host, Chen Fanfain, and I am a spiritual and mindset coach. NLP and a hypnosis practitioner and a tarot and oracle or reader. I have a burning passion with helping you awaken your inner queen and to start claiming your space in this universe unapologetically. I am so excited to share this safe, warm space with you today on our journey towards self-love and personal growth. So if you are curious about spirituality and how to incorporate that to your own self-love routine so that you can start showing yourself full confidence, then you are in the right place. So are you ready? Hi Brie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you Jen. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm so glad that you can join me today. Um, So yeah, we're here today to talk about uh, guilt and shame and as well as taking action toward our desired goals. So could you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you initially got started with working with guilt and shame and how that helped you uh, getting clear on your desired outcome. Yeah,
1: so my journey, I feel like, you know, I've been on this journey of self-improvement, self-development for so long now. I've always had an interest in this topic. And all of this stuff, like with coaching, really started back when I was in high school. So I'd done a cosmetology program. I've always loved like all things beauty and skincare and all of that. And in that program, I met like a couple of friends that had started to put their lives on hold because of their mother's or their boyfriend's desires for them. And I thought, okay, guys, like we're so young. Why are you allowing this to happen? So, besides that, It was also, you know, the aspect of going in and helping people to look more beautiful, to feel beautiful, but still realizing, hey, there's something else missing. There's only so much makeup, you know, so many cute hairstyles that we can give that will, you know, allow someone to feel beautiful, but it really starts to, um, you know, play into how they're feeling on the inside, like internal beauty, internal confidence. So that's really what started all of this. And for myself, again, I've been on this journey for as long as I could remember, I've always wanted to improve myself in one way or another. So it's never really started. And I didn't have this like major thing that I had to overcome, However, along the way, I did deal with like some people pleasing and putting others before me. And as a result, my goals were kind of placed on the back burner. And luckily, I woke up out of that like super mm. quickly and I was able to get back on track. But I realized that, hey, like there's so many women out there that they they don't have the realization that I had, you know, and they kind of get stuck yeah. in that loop of wanting to help others and not feeling guilty for, you know, putting aside everyone else and focusing on themselves. And then also, you know, feeling shameful for not being further along, you know, not being where they thought that they would have been when maybe they were a young girl or something. So there are all of those different little aspects that I think really start to kind of play in. And that's just what I have, you know, seen and observed over the few years that I've been doing this.
0: Yeah I think it's for a lot of us it's that kind of you know realization that we're like for what are we doing this is this really what we want or is this what our parents our boyfriend or our grandparents even right is it us or is it them and for me like Sometimes, like, even when I go back to the Philippines, for example, like, I have family back in the Philippines, and one of the first things they'll ask is, like, oh, uh, you're almost 30, like, are you thinking of starting a family, or when are you getting married, Mm or, and this was when I was Mm -hmm. just 20 or 21, Mm -hmm. you know, and I visited, so I think, yeah, like, that realization for everyone is something, like, really really big. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: And it's so unfortunate that people are always projecting, you know, their viewpoints and opinions and like even limiting beliefs and fears onto others. And I just feel yeah. like, you know, we have to draw a line as what we're going to like accept. I think that that's so crazy that people are even saying these things and I mean, I've definitely like seen that in movies and stuff and luckily my My family like they they know I guess not to even like say anything like that but I just I think it's so disrespectful because you never know what someone's going through behind the scenes (laughs) so I I just yeah I don't like when people ask questions
0: like that (laughs) (laughs) no I clearly agree with you because now that I am like at this age, for example, mm-hmm. like, I know it's like I've always had regular periods, for example. Yeah. So now that we're, like, I'm engaged in everything mm-hmm. and we're, like, like, starting to think about, like, building a family. Yeah. Now I realize that how disrespectful it could be, like, just asking yeah. those questions. Because who knows? Maybe I can't get pregnant at all. Yeah. And then you're asking me these questions, you know? So yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And so what do you think self-compassion just talking about uh realizing things for ourselves and you know in that sense we'll have to have a uh, self-compassion yeah <laughs> compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. so what role do you think does that play in the process of clarifying our own desires and in that sense addressing the guilt that may come with it oh my
1: gosh that's an excellent question um You know, I think that self-compassion is just so important when it comes to us – you know, moving closer to our desires and our goals and also not feeling guilty for putting ourselves first, not feeling that shame because we need to just be a lot more gentle with ourselves, you know? And I think that so many of us are really hard on ourselves. And I know at least for myself, I've always had really high standards for myself. So when I didn't meet certain goals or milestones, I was looking at myself like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing wrong? Like I'm being so lazy. Like I, need to stop, I need to change this immediately. Like, why didn't I not get like that result that I was like, you know, wanting? So it's really helped me to just kind of take a step back and to look at myself Mm -hmm. with compassion and love and allow myself to see, you know, what did go right in that situation? What have I learned from this? What can I carry forward with me? And that has helped me to just not have so much pressure on myself and to just kind of move gracefully towards what I want versus feeling like I'm under this, like almost like a deadline or like a pressure cooker or something like that, where I'm just like, you know, having to do all this (laughs) stuff. And then like, just waiting for this like amazing moment or like some kind of, um, thing to really like happen. And for me to feel like, okay, well, yeah, I've reached this place. Like everything's good. And now I can look at little things along the way. Love to see how I've made progress um in ways that might not be huge or grand, but progress that Mm -hmm. can be really instrumental towards me actually moving closer to my goal and desire in the future.
0: Wow, yeah. No, that that's that's amazing because it's I think it's very hard to do that. Like especially if someone is just starting their journey. Like it's so hard to look at themselves with compassion and You're able to do that, Um, and in that case, able to like you know put away the guilt and settle, and just put yourself first. And really, I think that's where our self love uh, begins. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. and i I will say
1: that this did not happen like at the very beginning of my journey. This is something that's happened Mm -hmm. more recently, and it has really changed things for me in ways that I could have never imagined. Because if we were having this conversation a couple of years ago, it would have gone so differently, you know? So I I would just caution everyone to just be patient with themselves because this did not happen overnight for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a lot, (laughs) that's the mistake a lot of people make. Like they think it's all just like, okay, well, I want to start my journey now. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, I'll start yeah. looking at myself yeah. just like that, with no shame <laughs> or guilt. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, like I think, what a lot of people need to realize is what you're saying. Yeah. Every single journey, it's like a continuous journey. It mm-hmm. doesn't stop um, wh- when you think you've gone over one step. There's another level oh. that you'll need to work on again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Talking about this, then, if we have, you know, like a signal, if you will, (laughs) a signal that can say, okay, this guild, we can use it for something useful Mm. or this is something that is like blocking us. Yeah. What do you think or how do you think we can differentiate that between the two, if I'm making any sense? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if we can...
1: Differentiate between guilt helping us, or kind of like hurting us or keeping us kind of stuck and stagnant. Um, yeah. you know, with that, I would say just having like greater self awareness. Because you're absolutely right. It's always going to be new things that come up that we have to face and that we have to work with and work through in our journeys. But if you can start to identify the guilt um, when it starts Mm -hmm. to creep in and you have ways to kind of combat it and work with it and to show yourself self-compassion. So that way you don't go down this like spiral of feeling bad about yourself and resentful and, you know, all of the things that can really kind of help you to make so much progress and move forward because that awareness piece is really key because if we don't actually recognize the patterns, recognize like, Hey, this is happening again, we will find ourselves going in that same little spiral, the same loop over and over again, wondering why Mm. nothing has changed. So I would definitely say the self-awareness is huge.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And So talking about then, you know, the shame factor of like putting ourselves first, for example, how does that like really play into um, our personal growth and uh, our self-love journey? Mm -hmm.
1: So like I, I tell many people, you know, when you're on a plane and they tell you to put your mask on first before helping others in case of an emergency, this is the same oh, I thing. Love that. Yes, it's like it's the same thing, and it's something that it's such a, a really small but impactful like example for this because everyone like they think that oh helping others is the thing that I should be doing, and it's not to say that we should never help others because obviously most of us, especially like in this space of like coaching and training and all of that, we want to help others, but we can't help anyone until we help ourselves. Because if we have not helped ourselves, we can't show up as the best versions of ourselves to help people. You know, yeah, we might show up, but we might be almost like we're we're missing something. Maybe we're depleted of energy and that is going to mm-hmm. reflect in whatever we're doing with other people or for other people. So if we really stop to focus on pouring into ourselves, prioritizing ourselves, we can out into the world, show up from a place of empowerment and better help those around us. And also basically like show up as an example, you know, like we're setting an example for others. So those of us who might have children might have um, communities that look up to us or, friends, family members, you know, whoever might be there kind of watching us as we move forward in our own journey will really start to see how we show up. And if we're taking care of ourselves first, they will realize, hey, it's okay to do that. And then they'll start to do that and help others afterward. So it's like this, this thing that we have been told for the longest time, which is help others. And then we can kind of think about ourselves after the fact, but I just don't agree with that. I think that we need to be prioritizing ourselves and then show up and help others from that empowered state.
0: I love that. Yeah. It's definitely like um, the other way around. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you because how can you even help others if you are in the same place as them? Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Definitely. (laughs) Because it's like, you don't have more perspective Um, you're trying to like face the same kind of like battles or challenges, if you will, that they're facing. So you can't really help them if you've never done something different.
0: Exactly. I think like one of the things that I've learned throughout like my coaching journey is like um, you only have to be one step ahead of your clients Mm -hmm. and then you can help them already because you've gone through the same process or the same challenge or whatever you call it Um, and that's how you can empower other people um, to kind of like step out there Mm -hmm. and do you think like there is are some common uh, triggers for shame or guilt that comes up for people uh, or the clients that you've had so far yeah so I think the common triggers
1: for guilt would be you know, having a family and feeling as if they need to always focus on their family first, make sure the husband, Mm -hmm. the children, you know, everybody's taking care of before they stop to actually take care of themselves. So I think that's like the most common. Um, Also, we have like the career and work triggers because people, they think that you know, they're not being a good employee or a good even business owner if they are putting themselves before their business or their career. Um, And then for, (laughs) for the shame, I think I mentioned this earlier about just us kind of having these standards for ourselves. And if we don't measure up to them, us shaming ourselves for not being there yet, or, you know, maybe societal standards or projections about where we should be by a certain age, you know, that could also trigger the shame. So it's all of these different things Mm -hmm. that are kind of coming in. And sometimes we don't realize that they're affecting us the way that they are. So we just have to, again, kind of stop and look at how we're feeling with all of this stuff and figure out how we can move forward. But I would say those are like the main triggers.
0: Okay. And those patterns that you just told me about guilt and shame are they the same what people have or your clients have when it comes to getting clarity around their desired outcome or inspired action that they have to take um you know I would say yes
1: and no because for everyone Mm -hmm. like it's slightly different so sometimes people will come and they have you know a major trigger from um let's say like just feeling guilty about their job and not wanting to take too much time uh, for themselves and like Mm -hmm. dedicating every single like waking moment to their job. So sometimes they can just kind of get so caught up that they don't even see that. Whereas other people, they can see that they're spending a lot of their time and energy and effort on their job and they want to make a change. So it's like some people come in with a little more clarity than others on that.
0: Okay. No, I was just wondering if that was like yeah. the same um, patterns or triggers. And in your experience then, what are some like, you know, key mindset shifts or belief systems that, that your clients or the people in general can have or use to get inspired to take action towards their desired outcomes or to, towards clearing those guilt and shame?
1: Yeah, so some mindset shifts that they can use for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say just kind of looking at whatever thought or limiting belief is coming up and learning Mm -hmm. to flip it, learning to reframe it. So that way you're seeing it from like the opposite end instead of only seeing it from that like limiting viewpoint. So I think that's major. Um, Also, I would say just reprogramming the subconscious mind, that's going to be huge because we can talk about things, you know, just like we're talking about them now and have some sense of like understanding. But as we continue on, go into our days and, um, you know, carry on with our lives, we start to forget about the things that we've talked about. But our subconscious has these things that have been programmed into our, like, bodies and minds for the longest so when we start to reprogram that that's when we'll see real change but actually talking about it it's only going to result in so much and most of the time unfortunately that is very limited and short-lived
0: no i completely agree with you it's the subconscious mind that we need to be working with because it's so powerful (laughs) and wasn't it something like um 95 Mm percent yeah is the subconscious mind five percent is the conscious
1: yes. mind? yeah absolutely so it's like we're being ran and we're actually making a ton of our decisions based on that 95 percent which is so mind-blowing because it's like you know we're awake and we think that we're in control but no it's our subconscious
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and So if there's someone that wants to begin the process of healing and releasing shame or guilt from their lives, how would you advise to like start with that? Because obviously there's going to be like, it's like a huge thing that can be opened up when we start doing that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, You know, I think that everyone's always going to be at different you know, varying starting points and mm-hmm. journaling is something that can serve many people, you know, despite wherever they're starting. Yeah. So I would say if there's something that is coming up, something that's bothering you and maybe you're feeling guilty, maybe you're feeling shameful, even fearful, getting out a journal and just journaling everything out, kind of getting it out of your your head and onto the paper can be really helpful will it solve everything not necessarily but i think that that's an amazing starting place for many people
0: yeah i think journaling for a lot of people is something you know that is so it, it's so common but it's so useful like they people don't realize how powerful journaling is yeah. because i've practiced it for years now um like obviously as a little girl you're just like uh, you see it as, like, dear diary, I done this today, <laughs> I in that today. But yeah. um, if you have, like, a little bit more guidance, um, just a general prompt, mm-hmm. one question that you can ask yourself, that's something that could already open up, like, a, a huge thing and can open up a lot of uh, um, guilt or shame that you may be facing, I, I suppose, yeah. uh, in this case, you know, because we're talking about this just want prompts that can start your whole journey yeah just journal it out and then see where mm-hmm. you're going from there yes yes and I
1: would say also you know it doesn't always have to be that someone's journaling on a specific prompt sometimes it's just mm-hmm. really serving to just get yes. everything out You know, so I think that sometimes if people are new to journaling, they're looking for a starting point or some sort of prompt to guide them through. And that's not always necessary. Sometimes you just need to like get it out. So it's just like if you were maybe like talking to someone and you're just kind of venting, it's the same kind of thing. Like you wouldn't really start out with like a prompt, you would just. Start talking. So I would say that that's exactly. really helpful too. So people who might be wondering like, oh, well, you know, I'm new to journaling. I'm not sure how to start this or what to do. Just start writing, you know, and I promise like things will just keep coming up for you. Like it will just keep flowing.
0: And Um, if someone's listening and they're thinking like, okay, I've journaled, I've journaled for a week and it's uh, it's all okay, you know. Um, What advice do you then have if they start feeling overwhelmed or even, you know, that paralyzed feeling? Because yes, they feel like, okay, I can put myself first now. Mm -hmm. But then they start like fearing, for example, uh, about making the wrong choice uh, of... Their desired outcome, or whatever it is that they think they want. Yeah. Is this really what I think, or is that something else? Yeah.
1: Like, so, with that, so yeah, yeah, I would suggest to just
0: pause
1: wherever they are, just pause, take a few deep breaths, and mm-hmm. really start to think, like, okay, what am I doing in this moment? Is it going to help me get to my desired outcome? you know, yes or no, and then kind of go from there. Because sometimes I feel like we we overcomplicate things a lot. So if we can just learn to pause and just take a few breaths and to really check in with what we're doing in that moment and just kind of feel our way into it, we can get a lot of insight. Now, not everyone's going to be so in tune with their intuition and know that they're getting like the correct answers. But I do think that just getting in the habit of pausing and kind of acknowledging what they're currently doing can be really helpful (laughs) because most of the time we know whether or not something can help us get to our desired outcome. You know, so it's like if someone says that they want to, let's say, be healthier and like lose 10 pounds they know whether or not Mm -hmm. sitting and watching something on Netflix is helping them get to that goal, you know? So I would say, you know, just pausing so that way you're not so caught up in being in motion and doing things, but pausing, acknowledging what you're doing and really asking yourself and answering honestly on whether or not it's actually helping you get to that desired outcome.
0: And do you think that's the same for um, if people are afraid to, take action uh, like they know what they have to do they know what their desired act, uh, outcome is but now they're not overwhelmed or you know uh, af- they're, what they're afraid of now is failing yeah. and not being able to get to that
1: desired outcome yeah oh my gosh so that is so common and I get it and to that I would say it's just really important to build up your self-belief and your confidence in mm-hmm. yourself and your abilities because you could have all of the the ingredients, you know what I mean? And until you actually start to put things together, you're not going to get like the cake that you're baking. So you have to actually <laughs> take the action. And sometimes we we get in the habit of waiting for the right time or, you know, the right feeling or, Mm. you know, a sign or something like that. And we just need to just bite the bullet and just get going, you know? So I would say to that just building up the self belief, building up the confidence. And one of my favorite ways of doing that is just listening to affirmations, or even writing them out or saying them to myself in the mirror. So affirmations that just kind of encourage you and uplift you and make you feel better about yourself is
0: really important. Mm-hmm. That, that's so important. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I've heard so many times is like people that waits for the sign you know like oh uh, universe give me a sign <laughs> yeah. if i should take this like and the sign should be uh say feathers yeah and they just keep not seeing that well <laughs> what i've heard so far is like well that's also a sign if you don't skip. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true <laughs> yeah anyway um so if someone after this whole process <laughs> we've gone through it now they're just trying to maintain the motivation and to stay committed towards so that they can still uh keep working on their uh, desired outcome Mm -hmm. what would you advise for those people um i would definitely advise to
1: reprogram their subconscious mind because Mm -hmm. there are going to be days that we don't feel motivated to do things however If we are disciplined, if we start to identify ourselves as someone who just does certain things because that's who we are, we'll get that stuff Mm -hmm. done. But if we are sitting around waiting to feel motivated to do something, that's just not going to work, you know, because we're not always going to feel motivated. So reprogramming our subconscious mind can help us to really start to see ourselves differently and see ourselves as someone Mm -hmm. who does the things that we need to do to get to our desired outcome. Oh, okay. yeah. No,
0: that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, it also makes it a little less, um, like you get less resistant when you start to identify yourself as the person that already has that desired outcome and does the things to get to the desired outcome opposed to, okay, well, I'm this person today and I want to get there, you know, and let's say like a year <laughs> or so. I'm sorry, It's okay. (laughs) So if you are seeing yourself as someone who, you know, you want to get somewhere in a year, you seeing yourself as that person who's like, you know, just so far out into the future is not always going to motivate you because you'll start to maybe lose hope or feel like okay well you know I have all of this time so it doesn't matter if I like do this thing today because it won't really make a difference or you know oh it's just like one day that I'm not doing this thing or I'm cheating you know maybe it's a cheat mail or something like that so really starting to understand that reprogramming your subconscious and stepping into the identity of the person that has that desire. Outcome is going to be what mm-hmm. actually results in you getting to that desired outcome, opposed to thinking like, okay, well, that's so far off that you know it doesn't really make yeah. a difference.
0: That make total sense. And would you advise the same things for someone who has already worked through the first limiting belief, or you know their first uh, whatever the, it is that they're working on? So they they are gone through uh, their first challenges. Mm-hmm. Now they're like evolving and evolving. Do you think like it's still the same steps or is there something like that they can do then differently because they're more aware?
1: You know, I would say to that it's going to be the same steps. The majority of the time it will be Mm -hmm. the same steps. The good thing about this is because they've already gone through it, you know, a couple of times before, they can identify it a lot sooner So I think that's the beauty in it. But I would also say, you know, like we discussed earlier, this is like an ongoing journey. So someone who might Mm -hmm. be coming into this work or this world that wants to have like a one-stop like shop fix for themselves, like that's so unrealistic because there will always be different things that come up. And sometimes we're going to see challenges that arise, that maybe it has like the same kind of root cause. And we have to continually go back and work with that because we're never going to just work through something and then it's just done. You know, we're going to see little things pop up along the journey that we have to continue to come back to and work with. So, I will say that the awareness will be there, which will allow someone to identify kind of what's going on a lot sooner and work with it, opposed to again living it out for longer and wondering why they're in the same loop. So it's gonna be the same, (laughs) the same things that got you to like the result of like maybe working with the challenge in the past will usually be, you know, the same things that can help you work with a challenge that arises in the future.
0: No, that that makes total sense. Like it it just, you know, like maybe it took you three months to go through this first challenge or whatever it is that you're going through. And the next time that you are working through something, it could take like half that time. And that's, like you said it's the awareness and you know the process Mm -hmm. so it's less resistance as well as like if you've reprogrammed your subconscious mind already like you've suggested then it's gonna be really quick exactly you know and obviously as we already said it's not like one time fix Mm -hmm. so you will become quicker and quicker to, (laughs) to like working through it yes yeah And do you have any examples, for example, that someone came to you or maybe like it was an old client uh, that has gone through this transformation, you know, from feeling guilty uh, um, or maybe not even being clear as to what they actually want. And then once they got that, like they felt then guilty to like pursue it Mm -hmm. and how they've overcome everything. Yeah. So
1: I've had someone that they wanted to make some changes in their lives because they weren't happy, but they just weren't too sure like where to start because they were overwhelmed. They had Mm -hmm. so much going on. They had like the career, children, husband, trying to maintain like a social life. So they had a ton of stuff going on and they felt like they had to say yes to everything, everything that came their way, they were saying yes to. So what we'd done was, you know, again, kind of pausing, and looking at everything that they were doing and really identifying what was helping them to get to their desired outcome, which in this instance was just overall peace and freedom. So us identifying the things that kind of made her feel at peace and more free help to solidify like what Mm -hmm. she should continue doing and then we were able to look at the things that didn't allow her to feel that and see you know one were they a necessity did she need to continue doing that stuff for whatever reason and if she needed to how could she shift her mind about it to see like the positive in it to see that okay well yeah I can't necessarily quit my my job right now because I have responsibilities but I can shift the way that I actually think about my job and identify that it is helping me get to the outcome of having more freedom because without it I would have a ton of anxiety and you know wonder like how am I going to pay my bills and all of that stuff so we were able to kind of shift some things for her so she could view it from a different point
0: I love that yeah yeah Definitely, because I think, like, for me, a job, like, that's that's a big thing for a lot of people, you know? So, yeah, I love that they were able to work through that. And is it important for people or this particular client, for example, that... Uh, They had a supportive environment, you know, external support outside of you as as their coach. So it's definitely ideal.
1: However, it's not always the Mm -hmm. case. So sometimes people are so used to, you know, kind of meeting us at the level that we've always been at or that we've always showed up at. So when we start to work through things and improve ourselves and elevate others, start to feel uncomfortable sometimes or they're not as supportive. So I I always tell everyone it's really helpful if they are in a supportive environment with people who are like-minded and who can provide support for them However, that's not always guaranteed. So I think that that is one of the huge advantages of working with the coach because you do have someone that's in your corner that will hold you accountable and someone who gets the fact that you want to improve yourself because it's not, you know, a guarantee that others in our lives will actually get it and understand it, especially in the beginning stages.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's, it's very hard, Keith, people don't like they don't understand. Yeah. like if they're not open to growing themselves mm-hmm. or changing themselves, then they they won't be able to like stand behind you and kind of like support you or be your cheerleader. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think like it's very important to like seek that for yourself if if it's not possible within your family yeah. or your friends. Mm-hmm stick it outside like next to your coach obviously yeah yeah do do you have anything else that you would like to add yes
1: Mm -hmm. I would love to add you know that it's it's okay to want more for yourself to do things for yourself and to not feel guilty about it because again in this society, especially as women, we've been made to feel that you know we come last and we have to put everything and everyone before us. And that doesn't have to be our realities. But in order for that to happen, we have to make a decision and we have to decide to choose ourselves first. So I just want everyone to know that it's okay to prioritize yourself. And it's not selfish. It's really not. Like it's for... The overall good of everyone in your life. So always choose yourself first, even if it's something like really small, especially in the beginning, just start to say yes to yourself.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. You're um, so, where can our listeners find you um, if they are curious about the work that you do and what you coach uh, in? Yeah, so
1: they can find me at my website, which is breamichelle.com or on Instagram at brie Michelle xo. So those are the two options I have, as well as email. So brie at briemichelle.com is perfect um, just to get in contact with me and schedule like a time to chat more. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone who might be curious or who wants to dive a little deeper into this journey of personal development and self-love.
0: Perfect. I'll put everything in the show notes below and the listeners can then easily find all your links thank you so much this has been such a great conversation and we'll talk soon bye Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with other queens who could benefit from our empowering discussions. Together, we'll continue to awaken our inner queens and create life filled with self-love, growth, and fulfillment. Stay connected with us on social media and remember, you have the power to unleash your greatness. Keep embracing your inner queen.